Hello, and welcome to Business Owners Unite, the podcast where we explore the challenges, successes, and lessons learned from those who have navigated the exciting yet complex world of business ownership. Whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned entrepreneur, this podcast is for you to help, inspire, and guide you on your business journey. So let's get started and unite the world of business owners, one story at a time. All right, welcome to the Business Owners Unite podcast. My name is Kyle. I'm your host today. And we have a very special guest. We have John Rowe, who is one of the most funny business owners I think I've met to date. Uh, and he has his fingers in a lot of different pies. But the main thing we're going to be talking about today is the AU Mortgage Corp, um, as well as Save Me and I'm sure other uh, amazing businesses that you're involved with. Welcome to the show, John. How are you going today? Yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Kyle. And thank you, everyone, for having me and everyone out there listening to this uh, podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's awesome to have you, man. I think it's such a cool world that we live in nowadays where we can literally jump on a video call, different parts of Australia here, and broadcast this out to a wide audience of people all around the world. I mean, what crazy times we live in, right? Yeah, that's right. You wouldn't have thought, <laughs> you know, I, about 15 years ago when I left my last job, I, this was a, you know, pipe dream sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, man. I don't know if you're a Star Trek fan, but it's almost like Star. we're getting into the Star Trek day. Soon we're going to be having like, what do they call them? Materializers, you know, just print print out our food and anything that we want. It's just going to be, whoop, there it is. It's going to be pretty cool, man, I reckon. Do, you, do your doors open automatically for you? I wish. I, I kind of want the, what do they call it? The teleporter device? That'd be pretty badass. Anyways, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> I'm going on a tangent here. But John, just for those who don't know, uh, you know, your background story, as well as I do, uh, would you mind just giving us a quick rundown? Who are you? What do you do? We'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, sure. I've been in sales and marketing for a bit, around about 25 years. Went to university in uh, Deakin University and then entered the workforce and hated every single day of being in the corporate life, which lasted about 12, <laughs> 11 or 12 years. I don't think my brain actually worked that way. Um, and I was never into the politics and sucking up people's uh, behinds yep. and, and so forth. So uh, I got out of corporate and pretty much did my own thing from about the age of 33. But my last wow. job, I did enjoy my last job. I was working in Los Angeles, living in Santa Monica and working in the video games industry. And what? Working on, That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, working on uh, the WWE, the wrestling video game. Oh, so wow. Well, what was the console yeah. that you're uh, making that for, if you don't mind me asking? Or does it, was it specific to a console? No, it was both the Xbox and PlayStation. Um, oh, wow. We did do a PC version of it once, but that, that flopped pretty quick. And we did the first and only ever Game Boy, not Game Boy, Nintendo DS version. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I honestly, I think we've talked about this maybe very briefly, but I'm very keen to hear more because I think that'd be the funnest job in the world, I imagine. <laughs> imagine it as a 12, 13 year old me, bit of a nerd. My dad and I used to sit up at 10.50 it was on Channel 10 and watch the, the WWF as it was known then, I was yep. well into video games through the Atari and Nintendo and Xbox and awesome. PlayStation and all that. So it was like a dream come true, really. For yeah. That'd be so cool. That'd be so cool. And one thing that, that was probably the highlight is, and this is actually true, I spent a whole day chaperoning around two absolutely wonderful divas from the WWE. And, uh, <laughs> they were an absolute delight. Is this the, the ring girls or is this a different diva? I'm not sure. Like female no, the wrestlers? Or? The, yeah, the female yeah. wrestlers. Oh, wow. Yeah. That would be uh, quite a, a unique story, I think. Yeah, not many people can say that for sure. Yeah, that's right. And if anyone remembers back in the day, Michelle McCall, who I believe is now married to The Undertaker, shook hands with her and I'll tell you what, you knew your hand was being shook. <laughs> oh, what an awesome story, man. 
So how did you go from that to working for yourself? What was the motivator for you to jump into the wonderful world of entrepreneurship? Like I said, I don't think my brain was ever wired the way to, to work in corporate life. I just didn't get that I had to be there for 10 hours a day. And because I, I work pretty quick and my mind, mind works very quick that I can get things knocked over in four or five hours and I'm just sitting there going, and I'd much rather do this for myself and make myself rich than not, which yeah. hasn't happened by the way, but that was a yeah. nice idea. And it, it just gives me a lot more satisfaction and I'm very big on my family and it gave me a lot more time with my family as well. Yeah. That's awesome. I think wealth is one thing, but I think that there's a richness in having the freedom to do what you want and being able to spend time with your loved ones, right? Because that in itself is probably worth more than a pile of gold or the, all the wealth in the world. That's a really... I think anyways, a really big aspect of why people do uh, enjoy working for themselves is because you're not anybody's bitch, for lack of a better term. Maybe you are, you know, if you've got a lot of demanding clients, but I think that's a big factor that a lot of people don't appreciate or don't, don't talk about a lot. Yeah, that's right. One of the only things that you can't buy in the world is time. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So true. Jumping into that for yourself. So was it the bureaucracy that you found really didn't vibe with you? Because I know that I had that similar experience. I worked in corporate for, uh, for probably about, not, not that long, but maybe like five, six years in Sydney. And I'd always worked for myself, but I, I had a period where I had some bad health and I was like, I need to get a bit more stability here. Became a project manager doing a business analyst work for a finance company. And I loved the people. I loved the stability, but I hated the bureaucracy and I hated the politics. And I hated how just like everyone seemed to be, there was a lot of like Machiavellian type of behavior, you know, where you just knew this yeah. person was brown nosing to get where they wanted to go. And they're like, you're not even really good at your job. You're just really good at getting in the right people's ears and getting them to like you. So you do see that a lot in, in bigger corporate places where there's that politics and that bureaucracy and maybe that Machiavellian type of cunningness, if you will. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, that was definitely a part of it. When I was in the corporate world, there'd be people who'd stuff around for eight hours a day and then work two, two hours on either end of that eight hours and bosses would go, oh, geez, they're committed, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they're such hard workers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Another guy did pretty well with corporate life. I did enjoy the video games industry and the company I was with. There, there certainly were problems to it, but yeah, look, it was just I'd been thinking about it for a while, and I think it was just time. It was a very labor-intensive job, a very time-intensive job. It just basically mm. took everything from you. I didn't have the ability to really commit to a relationship. Could never have brought kids up in that environment. Yeah. It's a funny story, another true story. The big boardroom where I was, was these really high walls, this tiny little bit of glass up the top where you could see sunlight come through. And I swear to you, it was a Blues Brothers moment. There was this tiny bit of light that comes straight through the window and hit me there. And I said, I'm done. I'm out. No way. And I didn't get up. <laughs> yeah, I did it the right way. And I, that, that was just my decision right there. So I'm done. Wow. That is a almost like divine moment there. I <laughs> came down yeah. from the heavens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. My, my my father unfortunately passed away at fifty seven, and, and mm. he was very much career driven and that type of thing. And, and you know, what, what, on his deathbed, he wasn't concerned about all the deals that he lost or how he didn't make this, this money. All, all that I didn't get enough time to spend with you kids yeah. growing up. So Far that up. was a, that was a fair wake up call as well. But so that's where we're at. And guess what? My f first business was out of the video games industry. What is the most unlikely? I was going to guess like SEO, web development, software engineering, but you said the most unlikely thing. That's a hard one, John. What was it? Mowing lawns. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, hey, man, that, that would be a quite a uh, hustle. It was great. I loved it. I'm 
got out of what I was doing and bought a Jim's Mowing franchise and did that for nice. a number of years while I got together what I really wanted to do. Yeah. In yeah. Life. Not that was bad. Um, we knew we were going to raise a family. We knew we'd be back to one income. So I didn't have the benefit of three to five years to build a business. Yeah. I needed cash flow yeah. immediately type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Always loved being outside. So I thought, Hey, why not? Let's give this a crack. To be honest, those types of businesses where you're doing, you're selling labor, like I think those are what you put in is what you get out. And if you're yeah. professional, you're courteous, you're good at your job, you're going to do well. And there's never, you know, like, I think there's a shortage in Australia to find good, reliable work that can, that, you know, are on time, uh, great communicators. I imagine that you probably would have learned a lot going through that experience. And if you love the outdoors, man, what a dream job. Yeah, that's right. Yes. You start at 6am, you're done by 11, 12. Yeah. yeah. You get out of the sun, get out of the heat. Um, yeah. Rest of the day Queensland. Is, yeah. Yeah. Rest of the day is yours. And it's, uh, I did learn Amazing. a lot, but the number one thing is just turning up on time. Yeah. That was yeah. it. Just turn up on time and you're done. You're sold. Yeah. That's a great idea. Would you recommend to other people who might be listening, wanting to start their own business, would you say that franchising is a great first step if you can make that work? Because I imagine you would have learned a lot about running a business that would have been difficult to do on your own. Uh, definitely, because the leads were there straight up. You, yeah. you didn't have to go out and sell. But to answer your question first, franchising is a huge mountain, a huge hurdle. A lot of unscrupulous people out there who oh, start wow. from franchises and so forth. So do your research. Yeah. Absolutely do your research. But yeah. Jim's yeah. mowing that was so well known around yeah. the country. It's got such a good reputation and with good reason. The systems there yeah. were awesome. Yeah. Um, and oh, I was just working out yeah. the, the systems to to suit you and to suit your lifestyle. I gave it up because I'm getting a bit older and the body started to say, no, nah, mate, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> it is tough work. There's nothing like a manual labor that makes you appreciate not doing manual labor. <laughs> It's yeah, hard work yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah no, but not having to do that sales and establish yourself, cut out that, yeah. as I was talking yeah. about that three to five years on sort of growth period where you're sort of getting to know yourself and customers getting to know you. Yeah, totally. I think that I've had a few conversations now with other uh, people on the podcast. And I think a commonality is that people will be good at something. They'll jump into starting their own business thinking that all they need to do is mow lawns, right? This is easy. And it's not like it's the sales and marketing is a big part of any business. And a lot of people don't realize how important it is to have a steady stream of marketing going out there to help generate leads, which then become sales opportunities that you need to sell to. And that in itself is probably, if not the most important, definitely one of the most important aspects of running a business, because without sales coming in, you don't have a business, right? You essentially have a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Look, look, that's huge. That's a big part of it. And that's where being part of a uh, franchise model like Jim's is so good because they look after a lot of that for you. But when you're run, yeah. running your own show, I guess the two main lessons that I learned of, of franchises, like I said, be on time and do what you say you're going to do. And then, you know, you're sorted. That is your marketing. That's a great rule for any business owner, I think. You know, what you say you do um, and show up on time. That's <laughs> simple, man, but it works. Yeah, it's not rocket surgery, mate. <laughs> and, and I've got a real thing about it now. I hate keep, keeping people waiting. I turn up early and all. That's just a thing that I do now. But yeah, I moved on from that and moved back into marketing. I started on digital marketing 15 years ago, 2008, when I left my last job. Um, the thing of remote working didn't exist. It was like some future fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. And I did yeah. propose Wouldn't it to nice? them. Look, yeah. I, I did propose it to them. Look, I want to move back to Australia. Uh, we want to start a family. Can I do it remotely? I was like, <laughs> get out. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's your last paycheck, mate. Good luck to you. <laughs> Damn. But for yeah. 15 years and get COVID in, you know, <laughs> it could have been done. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah, different world now for sure. Yeah, that's right. It sure is. So that's when I got into digital marketing. We started making a lot more sense to be yep. able to do things yeah. remotely and be part of an external marketing department for companies. Another thing that happened back in the 1990s and 2000s is um, they really loved their marketing team on site because they left them off the bloody cunt. Yep, fair, fair, yeah. You put the squeeze on them. Not so much fun for the marketing guys, but definitely good to have an emotional punching bag there in the office, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess uh, you started doing the digital marketing. I know that you know, from our conversation, you're, you're an expert at the SEO side of, you're, you're a fantastic marketer. So when did you start doing that? How did you go from mowing lawns through to starting your own marketing business? I guess I started with a couple of contacts that I had still in the gaming industry. They knew what I was capable of. I worked on a couple of projects, um, including a couple of esports projects couple of cryptocurrency projects and oh, wow. I just, I just moved on from there. Esports, I didn't stick around too long in because I didn't see the benefit of it. I think we're still another 10, 20 years off of that being as huge as it can, um, certainly due to technology. But yeah. I do really love the cri cryptocurrency side and that's more than a hobby for me as well. Wow. And that's yeah, not awesome. kicked off. I think yeah. the hardest part of being an entrepreneur is uh, there's so many awesome things out there that you want to focus on. It's just, you don't have enough time. So it's almost like you have to learn how to, unless you're Elon Musk, who can do pretty much everything and seem to succeed at it, it's very difficult to spread yourself that thin and still succeed. But it's, I think, part of the reason why you get into being your own business, like you wanting to try different things. You're able to see the opportunities and you're willing to take the risk of jumping into that, knowing that, look, if it doesn't work out, at least I've tried something that I'm passionate about uh, rather than sitting in a desk job that I'm not passionate about. It's not for everyone, but I do think that the the risk reward benefit, like the rewards far outweigh the risks. If you do it smart, you don't bet your whole house on it. You can still try and fail and rebuild from there. Um, it's not going to end. Hopefully it's not going to end your entire life and the journey, man. You learn so uh. much along the way of launching your own business, getting into new technologies like crypto or gaming or you know, digital marketing, or even starting a franchise. All these things, you probably learned so much along the way um, that you've taken into your, into your business and what you're doing now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what you said there is learning little bits along the way and learning by failing, really. I love Richard Branson's work. Me too. I read a lot of his books and, and listen to him a lot. And he, I just love his attitude of just have a go, but protect yeah. the downside. And there was never a moment where I put in a whole lot of money that was going to break me. It was, dip, let's dip the toe in. Let's spend a couple of grand, get this up and running. A little bit more for a Jim's Moe franchise because you had to buy vehicles mm -hmm. and so forth. But let's just try it. Yeah. And as we say, don't put yourself in a position where you're going to, you're going to be broke or lose your house or something yeah. like that. Cause that, that, that creates real trouble, real problems. Yeah, definitely. I think I was listening to us. That was some massive billionaire. I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, but he was saying that most businesses fail because they're over leveraged and they hit tough times that they didn't predict. And the market changes, yeah. or, you know, something like that happens or you're just getting yourself into a crazy amount of debt and then you can't service the debt. And that is a big one for businesses. If you can do things with the MVP approach, what's your minimum viable product? Get into the market and test it out quickly. Try to get your first cl clients fast and prove that you have a market fit. That's probably the best and smartest way to get things out there without betting the house and borrowing a huge amount of money, um, which, which can make things really put a lot of pressure on something before it's even had a chance to grow. 
Yeah, exactly right. That, those pressures of having to pay debt off um, at, at, for a business are just horrible. Yeah. And com combine that with your personal debt that you've got to take. I think our generation and younger, we're going to have debt for a very long time. None of us are in the position mm -hmm. to buy a house outright, not the way yeah. things are born. If you do and you had, God bless you, all the power to you, but that's a, that's a very small part of it. So it's a beautiful segue into what I'm doing now, Kyle. is Perfect. Uh, Great. I was just about to ask. Is, Australian Mortgage Corporation, um, which I've just started with a, a wonderful fellow named Gordon Kelly uh, in the last few months. Fantastic. Tell us more about this because I know that obviously, just like you said, many people are in debt right now. I think that we could probably have a whole conversation around this. I personally feel like we are debt slaves in a lot of, in a lot of ways um, to some ruling class out there that are enjoying all the, the benefits of our hard work, but that's for another day. I think that we all have either mortgages, we have business loans, we have car loans, we have you know, credit cards, personal loans. There's a lot there that is essential to maintain our lifestyles, to maintain cash flow for our businesses. So it's almost if not more important than the sales and marketing is having finance and having cash flow. So getting into this is definitely uh, essential for business owners. What do you find that business owners need the most, I guess, in your experience when it comes to finance side, get uh, access to credit? What is the process there that they go through? I'm glad you asked, Kyle, because that's what actually got me into it in the first place is I had my marketing business and cryptocurrency business, a few other things going on. Um, and we tried to get a loan to, to buy here on the Sun Sunshine Coast. And we went to a second tier bank. I won't give away who it was, but it was one that was headquartered in, in Queensland. And we thought, oh, I thought, oh yeah, they'll really look after the locals and all that type of stuff. And they just didn't understand small business. They just didn't yeah. understand that most small businesses, and if you don't have one, get one. Most small businesses have a good accountant and on paper, you'd haven't made much. They just couldn't understand that. And they couldn't understand the, the assets that were involved the, and the depreciation, the legal write-offs that you're able to do. So they just saw the bottom line figure and said, mm, nah. and it was, was all too much for them. And they just ended up just ignoring my income and using my wife's income to, to go for credit. And it was like, that's not going to get us anywhere near what we want. So I was, yep. I was left really confused and really a bit upset about that. And then yeah. I met a guy down the Noosa Tigers Sporting Club. Get down there if you're in the area and want to see some good AFL. Um, that's, that's a plug for you guys if you're watching. Yeah. Um, and, and he was a broker and been around a while and he just went, yeah, and no, I'll sort you out. Bang, sign this, done. And all of a sudden we're wow. in our dream home in, in, in the Sunshine Coast. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's amazing. And I'm so, so happy. We're so wonderfully happy here. But I thought, geez, this gospel needs to be spread. Now, because how many people, <laughs> yeah. yeah, how many people just don't have time to look around and don't have time to dig into it. And really it's not their forte to go and look around. And so they immediately go to a bank. And when you've got your own ABN and, you, and your own business, more often than not, probably nine times out of 10, rough figures that I've just made up, you're going to be knocked back because you own your own business and your profit level is, is nowhere near a salary, if you like. And so what they do is people who work for other people, yeah. they don't really cater to businesses, but there's so many lenders out there and so many wonderful brokers out there that can help you. And that's why I got involved doing what I'm doing. So not only can, if you've got an ABN that you can get finance for your own home, but to finance your business as well, all of the equipment that you need, all the debt of finance that you need, buying a car, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's why I got into it. 
A hundred percent. Like it's so important. Like first of first and foremost, we all need somewhere to live. So having uh, the ability to get a mortgage to buy a home as a business owner is very important. And I've been fortunate enough to go through that process a few times. And each time it's been an absolute shit show. It is not easy. The amount of documentation they need is crazy. You get that to them, then the, the previous documents have expired. They need those updated. You're constantly going back. I swear it takes at least six months to get that paperwork you know, through to these banks because I don't know. I don't know. They just, like you said, they just don't seem to like small business. Um, they'd much rather you be an employee in a business and lend to you then. For, for a small business, um, you don't really have that luxury. You're doing the best that you can. And where you're at is where you're at. Um, that process exactly. can be really difficult to navigate. Um, and even mortgage brokers don't like to touch that a lot of the time. You know, they're like, oh, this is a bit of a headache. Um, having somebody like yourself who firstly has decades of business experience and secondly, has been through that process themselves in terms of dealing with banks and being knocked back. That I think is a, it's always the way I think as a business owner, you see a gap in the market and it's often a need that you yes. have, then, then you're like, there, there must be other people out there who have been through this pain as well and need help. So I think that's a great use case for your business is that you needed it first. Yeah, that's right. And exactly right. Because my immediate thought was then, I'm not alone here, surely. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, definitely not alone. <laughs> And as I've gotten yeah. more and more into it, it is so common. It is just so common. Um, yeah. And so I happened to meet up with, uh, with Gordon Kelly, who's been in the industry about 25, 30 years himself. Um, he's got the product knowledge to do all those little, okay, we can't go that way. We've got plan B, B, C, D. Nice. It's a pretty powerful com combination. Absolutely. As well, because you've got such great sales and marketing experience. You've got the digital marketing experience. But coming to the, uh, coming to the table with that level of experience and know-how, I think is really valuable for any business. Those are skills that you can plug into literally anything. If you understand the customer persona, you understand the problems and, and what they're going through, um, the customer journey, you should be able to be like, all right, here is how we can market our business. Here's how we can help sell to more customers. And here's how we can grow. So I think Gordon's amazing. I've met him as well. And I think you two would be a great comedy duo um, because you're both very funny uh, gentlemen. I think I could see you guys working very well as a team as well in terms of the skills that you bring to the table. So if there's business owners who are listening and they're looking to get finance, how would you recommend they get started? Obviously, probably reaching out to you and Gordon. You know, what's the process that they'd have to go through in order to refinance their house, or get a new home loan, get a business loan, et cetera? Yeah, it's not that, not all that difficult. As long as you've got uh, your most recent tax returns done and filled out and you've got some sort of you know, decent revenue coming in there, you've got to, most lenders will require you have the business at least two years. Mm -hmm. And some lenders will say, if you've only had six months or a year in the business, show that you've had previous experience in that particular industry or something pretty gotcha. close. And that's a clue yeah. that not a lot of people know. And the best mm -hmm. example that I can give that is. A, say you've got an apprentice who's just started their own business in plumbing, only got six months to show that they've been in business, but they've got that three years behind them of being an apprentice to show that they they know the industry and they're not going to go broke anytime soon because of that experience. Um, and lenders will take that. Yeah. yeah. That's Banks good to know. Aren't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Banks are somewhat the worst in my opinion there's a whole conversation you're into crypto there's a whole conversation around how we could probably move forward with technology and just do away with banks altogether but again conversation for another day i think <laughs> yeah definitely i will say though for anyone looking to in invest in crypto i won't speculate on time and so forth i've got my own opinions on that but 
also come to us if you want to look to finance in investing in crypto because that can be done as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's been great, John. It's really interesting to hear more about Australian Mortgage Corp and everything that you're doing there. I know that you've got other businesses as well. I know that you want to talk a little bit about what's going on in far north Queensland with all of the cyclone that's hit and all the flooding that's going on. You do have another business that, that could potentially work in that situation just with clean drinking water. Yeah, that's right. The other business that I've got is called Airqua, which basically means water from air. Um, it takes the humidity out of the air and just pure, clean drinking water. And it just plugs into a normal socket or can be powered by solar. So you've got an inexhaustible source of water being humidity, um, powered by an inexhaustible source of power um, being the sun. Um, So that's a real passion project of mine. It's amazing because I got into this about 18 months ago when I was listening to the BBC suffering a little bit of insomnia. Geez, it worked bloody great for that. (laughs) But one of the things I did think when I dropped off is the devastation that happened about 18 months ago in Pakistan, that uh, similar to what's Mm. happening in Cairns now is just um, whole towns, villages were just wiped out by torrential rain and floods. Mm. And problem was over there, as it is now in Cairns, is getting just clean, safe drinking water because it's been tainted by, um, by all the water that's gone through there. And... We scoured the world and look for a solution, me and my business partner, and the genius was sitting in Brisbane. <laughs> and no so way. we worked work with him and we're now, um, now distributing um, atmospheric water generators, which like I said, bring water from humidity in the air. It could be a wonderful solution now in, in Cairns, like it was in Pakistan, um, just yeah. to help them out immediately for emergency services and then ongoing um, as disaster relief or people who just want clean drinking water. That's awesome, John. What a great business as well. I know that just from our kind of meetups, I know that you're such a passionate guy and that you really do believe in what you sell and believe in the businesses you run. I think that the Aeroqua is a really unique product and uh, definitely something that could help um, what's going on in Cairns right now. So that's what, a, what an interesting business and what an interesting product. Like the fact that you can generate drinking water from the air, it makes sense, I guess, but you would never dream that possible. That's another Star Trek invention, I reckon. <laughs> Actually... Star Wars, if you remember back to the original Star Wars, Luke Skywalker and his uncle were used, were farming water, moisture evaporators. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's sci-fi. We're living in the future, man. It's great. Oh, good yeah, stuff. Well, so where I can people it. find my- out about the Airqua? Like, g- give me a quick kind of breakdown. Where can we find out about you? Where can we find out about your businesses? And the Airqua as well, I guess, would be a good one to, to highlight for, for the, you know, what's going on with the floods and everything like that as well. Yeah, sure. If you want to catch me on LinkedIn, search John Bernard Rowe. Um, if you want to have a look at some of the Airqua machines, we are based in Umundi, just across the road from the markets in the pavilion. You can come and see a live demonstration of making water from air, uh, or you can go onto our website, airqua.com.au. Uh, and for anything finance, eumortgagecorp.com.au as well. Awesome, John. Thanks so much for all of the uh, the wisdom that you brought to the show today, all the energy as well. I do want to just quickly ask a few more questions, if that's okay, for our rapid fire sure. questions before we wrap up the show, just to get squeeze as much juice out of this berry as I possibly can. So I'm going to fire through these pretty quickly. Only three questions, but it's just basic questions that we can share with our audience of business owners on how to look after ourselves a bit more. So the first question for you, John, is- Hands on the Hands on the buzzer. buzzer. Your hand on the buzzer. Uh, The first question is, uh, what's your best practice or ritual to look after yourself, to get that work-life balance, so to speak? 
In terms of exercise, I love walking and doing much as possible, but I like to nice. get as much work as I can out the way in the morning and then go for a walk around about 11 o'clock, think about everything that I've done and then come back in the afternoon and fix things up. Looking after yourself as well as don't burn yourself out when you're running your own business, take a holiday. When I was in the gym's mowing business, you know, winter, grass doesn't grow, go on holiday for two or four weeks. Nothing's going to happen nice. in that time. That's the same with any business. You do have a downtime and make sure you have that downtime because you're no good to anyone burnt out. So true. That's great advice. I think looking after yourself physically and getting that balance in terms of taking breaks is never bad advice. So thanks for sharing that. On the flip side now, um, what's your best productivity hack? Do you have anything that you find helps you get stuff done? First of all, keep the dogs out of the office. <laughs> so first tip, keep dogs out of the office. Sure. Okay. Taking notes. What I've really enjoyed using and a lot of people have, it would be chat GPT. Um, oh, so in, in particular at the moment, similar to that is I'm using an image generator, uh, off, which is part of Bing, which is perfect for any blog posting and so forth that you do because, um, and I learned this the hard way, way back when I started my digital marketing is most photographs that you see on the web are subject to copyright. That's just about everything. And there are some sites where you can get royalty free stuff, but anything that you see on the web, always regarded as copyright until proven otherwise. Yep. And so even just yesterday, my business partner sent me a photo about the Cairns floods and I said, we can't use that. That's subject to copyright. So I got onto the AI image generator and use that because it can't be done for copyright for that. Yeah. Wow. That's really good advice. So you can generate images on ChatGPT or Bing that you can use in your business. That is a really good productivity hack, man. I've actually been using it a little bit, but I'm finding that doesn't quite, I think it's my prompts, to be honest, for the images that I, I'm struggling with, but definitely like super powerful um, how you can use that for images too. That's yeah, great. That's right. good, good tip. Yeah. yeah, the prompts is a key. There's no doubt about it, but it's just, just playing with the mm -hmm. tool, isn't it? Really to find out what suits you best. The best one that I ever got was the first one that I did. I must send this out to you as well was for my water business was have a child drinking a glass of water in the desert. And it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful picture. That's so cool. That is so cool. Awesome, man. Cheers for that. I'm definitely going to uh, make sure that I add that to my productivity hacks. The last one for you, man, is, um, is there any apps or programs that you reckon you have to use in your business? Is there anything that you couldn't live without um, that you're using besides ChatGPT, of course? Besides ChatGPT? You can answer that one if you want, but... Uh, prior to such wonderful graphic programs coming out, as I couldn't do without Adobe, but I reckon I'm almost at the stage of getting rid of that because there's so much wow. other great stuff out there. So, so that's a negative tip for you. Ditch your Adobe, which I'm about to, it's almost about a hundred dollars a month now. Wow. And if you're starting your own business or cash flow is a bit tight, there's so much free stuff out there that you can use. There's an Australian based uh, awesome. one that you might want to look up called Canva. I probably never heard of it, but that uh, does some okay stuff. I'm told. <laughs> yeah. Canva's great. Um, yeah. We use it yeah. daily, man. It's a great tool. That's been uh, an awesome show today. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing all of the uh, tips and tricks. Um, we'll definitely encourage our audience to check out the great businesses. If you are a business owner, you're working for yourself, you're looking to buy a home, refinance. I know that right now the market is crazy and interest rates are through the roof, uh, definitely reach out to John. We'll include the link in the show notes below so that you can go check him out. Uh, as always, John, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much and looking forward to chatting with you again soon. Yeah, no problems. And again, big shout out to the people in Cairns doing it tough or anyone with a small business doing it tough. 
Look after yourself. If you feel like you've got mental health problems, don't put it off. Go and see someone straight away. Uh, good stuff. That's a great message to wrap up. Thanks again, John. And yeah, look after yourself. All right. Thank you all. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Cheers, mate. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Business Owners Unite. Thank you for spending this time with us and being a part of our growing community of entrepreneurs. If you liked what you heard, please show your support by subscribing and leaving a review on your platform of choice. Your feedback helps us grow and continue to bring you valuable content. Remember, your business journey is unique and we're here to support you every step of the way. Stay tuned for more inspiring stories in our upcoming episodes.